Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. What a fantastic show we have tonight. Brian, I have a question for you before we start the show. Sure. You remember when you were a kid and you had problems with your friend? You remember that? You remember when you and your little friends fell out? used to fall out and fight and over marvels and basketball games. <laughs> How do you, you know about that? that? <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been through that. But this is a question. Why is it that when we're children, we're so easily to forgive each other, but once we become adults, we don't do it so easily? You know, that's a really good question, Greg. I, <laughs> I can tell you just myself, I think we remember a lot of the times when we tried to make up with certain people and they just said, no, nah, I don't want to be your friend anymore, and they hurt your feelings. And so as adults, we, we have a, a, you know, we have a, just a different way of how we let people into our lives. And so we're really careful to not get that same feeling of hurt or, you know, a rejection. Yes. And, Brian, the reason I ask that, I think we need to come back to, uh, our childhood, the way the way that we looked at things back then, and the way that we look at things, I think we need to look at those things the same way. I, and you know what? If we do that, I think our relationships would be better in our marriages, in, in our dating, in our you know at work. And we, I think we hold things and we take things so in a, in a personal way so much. And I think we do it a little too much. But Brian, the person that we have on tonight is is awesome. And we have callers on the line already waiting to talk to her. And uh-huh. I, I just, yeah, I just spoke with Aaron a few minutes ago. Aaron, if you want, you can listen to the show on the computer. You don't have to stay on the phone. But we would love for you to talk with us. If you want to listen to it on your computer, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash A-S-E motivation. Again, that's blogtalkradio.com forward slash A-S-E motivation. And also, if you have a question or a comment, you can use a call-in number, and that call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. And you know, Greg, just looking at um, just the vast amount of information I was able to find on tonight's guest, it's like, wow. You know, she's done so much, and the things that, you know, the music that she's made, it's its just so telling. And, it, you know, she's not only, in, you know, I'm going to let her talk a little bit about herself, but I'm going to, you know, just give some quick shots out to her for the things she's done as far as the humanitarian efforts that she's uh, dealt with, with yeah. HIV. I mean, it's just amazing some of the things that she's done. <laughs> you know, and she's just getting started. That's the thing. That's just so wonderful about tonight's guest. And... For those who don't know who tonight's guest is, you know, let me just introduce her very briefly. She's an award-winning ASCAP singer-songwriter, and she's part of the dance group Body, Soul, and Mind. And she's had selective, she's had uh, success in the UK as well as in the US. And she's done just numerous uh, commercial and film credits uh, to her. You know, as far as her dealing with her music and so forth, right. she's been on several shows like E.T., Good Morning America, TMZ, among others, Variety TV. Um, she's filmed documentaries. I mean, she's done a lot of stuff. But I just want to bring her on because I know she can tell you a whole lot better than I can. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's guest is Fawn. <laughs> Do I get to talk now? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys are just making me smile. Wow. Thank you so much. 
Well, well welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Yeah, well, thank you for asking me. I'm, I'm so appreciative. Well, Fawn, you make a lot of people smile, and your messages that you send out on Facebook all the time is so motivating. And we, you know, I, I told you before, I just love the things that you write. And every morning I wake up, I, that's the first thing I do is I go on Facebook and I look. What did Fawn write today? What is Fawn doing today? Really? And I, think, yeah, and I think everybody on Facebook followed you down to Miami when you went down there just last weekend. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I just figured out how to use the phone um, to log into Facebook and make little posts, but I haven't figured out how to do capital letters from my phone yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I can't figure out how to read my email either yet from the phone, but I'm learning baby steps, you know. Yeah, well, good. You know, I, I have a question, mm-hmm. and, and, I'm, and I'm sure everybody's thinking, okay, Fawn is writing this positive stuff all the time. Come on now. I know she's not positive all the time. I know she's not this way. I know she's not waking up every morning with this positive thought process in her mind that I'm I'm happy, I'm not having any problems. And mm-hmm. I, I guess my question is Especially why, in LA. <laughs> yeah. Why why are you so positive? Well, you know, um I didn't always have a positive attitude. I've become a positive person over time. And I think that it's really a choice to be positive. I think it takes a lot of hard work to become a positive person. Um, But if you keep at it, eventually it becomes easier. And I think that the key to being positive is um, loving and forgiving as you go, Um, not letting people get you down. Because, you know, people are going to do bad things to you. They're going to talk about you or lie or steal and um, all of that. You know, through all those situations, what's most important is what your intention is and what your motives are, not theirs. And, um, you know, if something bad happens to me, which, you know, it does happen a lot, especially in Los Angeles in the entertainment business, it's not pretty. Um, I always tell myself, you know, you reap what you sow and it's their karma. And I think that part of being able to have a positive attitude comes from living your life authentically and honestly. And I think that if you do that, then you don't have anything to be depressed or stressed to worry about. That's powerful. Mm. And that's so true. That's true, Brian. That That is so true. And Brian, let me say this before you ask your question. Aaron, hold no. on. We're going to come to you shortly. Go ahead, Brian. No, I was going to ask her, you know, in dealing with, um, and you're in the music industry, you know, have you always followed your dreams or is that something that just uh, sort of, fell into place and you just decided one day you're going to do music? Or has this always been a dream for you? Well, I pretty much have always followed my dream dreams, and, you know, I have my mother to blame for that. <laughs> she always, you know, she always taught all of us that you can do anything and be anything that you set your mind to. Um, as for the music, though, that I didn't choose music. It chose me. So it was coming out of me. And, you know, when music chooses you, you can't, do anything but yield to it because you'll be miserable, you know, for the rest of your life. Um, I can't imagine not following my dreams because, I mean, what are we on this earth for if we're not doing that and helping heal people? Mm. Yeah. Well, let me ask this question. How difficult was it for you to follow your dream? Because I know there are a lot of people out there that have dreams, they have goals, they have visions of what their life should be. And, you know, and I walk a lot. Greg and I, we talk to a lot of people, and they find it difficult for them to achieve their goals and their dreams. So how difficult is it for you to stay on path and continue to follow your dream? Well, it's not so – I'm pretty stubborn. So once I set my mind to something, I follow through with it. But I'll tell you what I have found. You know, I thought I was going to be Britney Spears, you know, by the time I was 18. Well, it didn't happen. So you have to keep – you know, you go for your goals, but you have to keep maybe reinventing what your dreams are as long as it's the overall picture. You know, like I never thought I'd be having things on film and TV or doing half the things that I've done now. I had a different vision. You know, I thought I was going to be the next Janet Jackson, dancing on stage and singing and writing. Um, but that's not what's happened so far for me. So I think that what's important is, as your dreams are starting to unfold, if they're not, they're not going to always, you know, it's kind of like when you're little. You say, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a, mo- I'm going to be a mommy or I'm going to be a fireman. Well, when you grow up, 
you end up being something else most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to kind of work within where your opportunities that happen and make the best of them and not get so... I've seen people, some of my music friends I went to, Berkeley College of Music with in Boston, they, because they didn't get their specific set dream the exact way that they envisioned it, they gave up and they're not even doing music. Wow. wow. I don't understand it. I, you I, know, I respect them that they feel that way, but you know, how could you deny the music in you? You know, I, I love the fact that you said so far. You said things haven't happened, you know, that way so far. Right. Is that is, is that still a dream for you to to dance and to 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 do your thing, the the, the number one thing that you want to do? Um, I don't know if it's the number one thing to do because that there are other things more important to me now. Um, but my number one, I mean, I would love to do that also. But my number one thing is to reach people however I can reach them. And what I've realized is. You know, when you're literally like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. But what I realized is my deeper purpose, life purpose and goal was really and is really to reach out and go to different countries and help starving children and help hurting children and and animals and elderly people and use my music to help heal and to bring in enough funds to help people financially. That's really what is at at the foundation of what my dream really is. And music just is the manifestation of it. Mm-hmm. So music is the vehicle yes, the that vehicle. drives your life. Hmm. It pretty much, yeah, it is. And I, I just wanted to announce something tonight. I said on Facebook that I had a surprise. The surprise is, wait, wait, and I wait. get to announce it because the contract just got signed yesterday. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, Swan. Let me sit down. This is going to be a big one. <laughs> because you, we were talking about this last night. Remember when I asked you? Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't okay. I didn't know until this morning. Okay, we're all sitting down now so you okay. can you can relate. <laughs> it's not that big, but I'm pretty excited about it. On April 19th, the Natalie Holloway story is airing on Lifetime. It's a movie, and my song that I wrote with DJ Chad Jack is going to be airing in three different cues in the movie. Wow. So I'm very excited. I'm singing in French. I wrote and sang it in French. And that will be airing on April 19th on Lifetime. It's produced by Sony TV. Awesome. That is I'm very awesome. excited. That's big. And see, most people won't think, most people will say that's not a big deal, but I think it's a huge deal that's because, big. I mean, when you think about the case and the, and the thing that's surrounding it, you'll have, for one thing, you'll have a lot of listeners that yeah. will listen to the music because they want to know about the case. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's, you know, it's a serious issue that's out there. It is, and it will be like a whole international thing, and, you know, who knew? I mean, I sing in every language, but um, I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm honored that they actually chose chose um, my song and Chad's as one of their songs to use for the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, and that leads right into my next question. You You weren't afraid to try. And you and I, you know, we were talking about it last night, that a lot of people are just afraid to try. Were you ever afraid to fail at at something? Well, actually, the song that is in the film was um, a failed song (laughs) attempt for another TV show three months ago. And um, I was really bummed that we didn't get it, but there you go. turned around and that's going to be in something else. So I wouldn't say that I'm afraid to fail, but I would say that I don't like to fail. I mean... I don't think anyone likes to fail, um, but you just have to you have to feel the fear and do it anyway. And I realized about five years ago that there is a higher purpose than just my fears, and that I had to stop putting roadblocks in front of myself because I was afraid of failing, and I was afa- afraid of succeeding. Some people have a combination of the both of both, you know. Um, but I knew that I had something that was worth it inside of me to face the fear and that it was something of value and that it really had nothing to do with me in the end, that I was just a vessel. And one morning I just woke up and realized that no matter how I felt or how I looked or how afraid I was, um, that I just had to be who I was born to be no matter what the cost. And that if you believe, I had to believe that, um, I had to keep going and brushing off all the no's like they never existed. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. half the yeah. fun is in the journey anyway and being able to overcome the obstacles. And a few years ago I had, I was very close friends with Meredith Brooks. She had that song out, I'm a Bitch. Uh, you probably remember it. And she had told <laughs> me that fear, what fear really meant, F-E-A-R, is false evidence appearing real. And I've always remembered that. Mm-hmm. That's something that I say on a regular, too. I, someone said that to me, and I remembered that, and I'm like, wow. Your fear is just a vehicle to keep you from being who you're born to be. And you were created for a purpose, so, you know, you can't let fear stand in your way from being who you're going to be. Yeah, you know, some people would say fear is also forget everything and run. <laughs> <laughs> I say forget everything and wrestle, wrestle it, you know, like <laughs> get it down to the ground. That, take that fear and put it down on the ground like a... <laughs> wrestling match, you know? Yeah. Fawn, if, if it's okay, um, I told Erin before the show started that we would come to her, and I want to go to her real quick. Brian, can we bring her in real quick? Sure. Erin, um, is that the 831? Yes. All right. Erin, you are live on the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hi. Hi, Erin. Hi, Erin. <laughs> Hi, Fawn. <laughs> How uh, are you? I'm <laughs> good. How are you? I'm very good. Good. So I have a question. Okay. What was, in all of your years, what uh, as an artist, what was your favorite project you ever worked on? Oh, man. Mm. That is so hard. Um, I have to say probably doing the, the song for Kids with AIDS. Mm. Well, it's, you know, going and meeting them, and, and um, all of them are dead now, and holding, I remember holding, um, when they bought the house with the money from the song, they had bought this rainbow house, and I had met this little girl named Clarice, she was four years old at the time, and, <laughs> sorry, she was so damaged that her feet and her um, hands were frozen, and she couldn't speak. And I remember holding her and thinking, you know, this little girl isn't going to last very long, but at least the money that I gave her from this song is going to help her live comfortably and as much as they could at the time help her. So I would have to say that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now I've cried on the air. Oh, seriously, I, that was really hard for me. That yeah. was really hard to see those little faces and know, you know. You know, it, 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 it's it's a beautiful thing uh, that you're doing what you're doing because Brian and I we we go all, we go all over the place and we speak with kids and we talk with kids and Brian I think he's had a little bit more experience as far as talking with the kids and some of them are dealing with um, HIV at a very very young age. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 tough, but you know what? You you have to do it. You know, yeah. we we have to do it. If we're gonna make this world a better place, we're gonna have to just get back out there, suck it up, go in and if we if you can't stand it sometimes you just have to cry. But you're yeah. bringing a smile to that person's face. Like I I mean You have to. Yes, yes it you is. You have to let them know that they are loved, that they yeah. are just as important as anyone else. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, you know, that was back when they didn't have the type of medicines that they have now and the the life-giving, you know, medication that sustains them, you know. It was a death sentence, Mm -hmm. you know, for so many people. But um, it was really hard. It's hard for anyone um, when you have an incurable disease, but especially when it's little children, it makes it very, um, it's a reality check as to what's really important. And, you know, honestly, that's how I also stay positive out here in La La Land because I know that La La Land and the attitudes and the me, me, me is not where it's at. That's not what's important in this world. No, it's not. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, La La Man, Land is Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, but I was going to uh, comment on, on what you were talking about earlier with HIV. You know, I've been an HIV certified tester and counselor for 
the better part of let's see, maybe six, seven years. And God love you. You know, and I've been talking about HIV prevention for well over ten years. And the one thing that I've learned is that no matter how much you talk about it, people are still going to have sex because that's just, you know, it is what it is. But the fact that people are still talking and we have to keep people talking about those issues, you know, the, 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 you know, the picture of, you know, that's in my mind of you holding that child who you knew weren't, wasn't going to make it, you know, that picture will stay fresh in my mind and I've never seen a child before, but I can just imagine because it's like the story's been told before. You've it was, heard it all before. It, what was so rough is, you know, she had a little ruffle socks on and a little dress, and, and she, you know, her her feet and her legs were turned in, and she couldn't move them. They were just frozen. And her, her, she couldn't talk, but her eyes said everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was looking in her eyes that just, you know, this is a person. This is a person, a beautiful soul. And this soul needs help. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and how can how can any of us deny helping? That's so true. Erin, are you still there? I'm still here. I know you said that you're an artist. Are you, what what are you what are you doing now? Me? Yes. <laughs> um, well, I'm just uh right now I'm currently unemployed in California. It's fabulous. Not. <laughs> um <laughs> Basically living day-to-day, can pay my bills, and I thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, other than that, working on singing as much as I can. Well, I'll tell um, you what. Uh, if you go in Facebook and you follow Fawn, she'll motivate you. She's always <laughs> writing something. <laughs> she's always writing something in there. And I, I think, Fawn, would you say that Erin is in a process right now uh, and she just needs to just stick with what she's doing and don't give up? Oh, of course. And, you know, Erin is, she's not the type of personality that's going to give up easily. That's, she's, he's an inspiration to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Aaron, yes, yes. Did you have any other questions or comments for uh, Fawn, Erin? Comments, I just love her to death. <laughs> oh, thanks, Erin. I love, I love you, too. Yes, make sure you watch this, the television show on April 19th. Fawn, uh, let her know what it is again. Oh, it's Natalie Holloway. She'll, I'll be blasting it ever. It's the Natalie Holloway movie on Lifetime on April 19th. Good, good. It's a Sunday. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Erin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Brian, I know, I know Brian is just jumping at the bits to ask you another question. But you know what? We have some of your music. We're going to try to play it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, Fawn, what 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 is the what song that you sent to us? What which one it stands out to most of you that you think that we need to play some of the song tonight? Um, maybe a little bit of life lessons because that really is about me falling down and getting back up. Wow! wow. You know what's so funny about that hmm. is that's the song that I have queued up. Do 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 do. That is, I mean, when I looked at, when I read all the songs, that one stuck out to me. You're a mind reader. And so I'm like, wow, when she said it, I'm sitting there like, dang, how did she know I was going to play that song? (sighs) You know, but I was going to ask you this question first, and then I was going to play Life Lessons. So I was going to say, are you afraid of failure? Hmm. That is a good question. I don't, you know, I don't really think there is failure. I think failure is a state of mind. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I don't think there is such a thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't believe in failure at all. You know, I've always heard that. It says you fail because you stop trying to win or stop trying to succeed. You know, it's there. You know, either you you do or you don't. Sort of like Mr. Miyagi says, there is no try. <laughs> yeah, there is no try. Yeah, that's true. I, I yeah, I don't believe there's such a thing as failure. I really don't. Yeah. You know, I I think there are. I mean, on the bigger scope, you know, if something tragic happens, you know, you can feel like a failure. Why didn't I close that window? And you know, or why didn't I, you know, stop at the stoplight or whatever that affects other people. Mm-hmm. But those are accidents. 
I just, you know, as far as career in your life, I really don't think there is a failure. You you can't buy into that mentality. Well, you know, I don't even buy into the, the mentality of accidents. I mm. mean, they're just incidents. Because there are no accidents in this universe. That's it. <laughs> but, you know, um, Rita Coolidge told me that once. There are no accidents in this universe. Exactly. And so that also plays back into, you know, your dreams, reaching for your dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, if they end up not being what your vision was, that doesn't necessarily mean that it, that isn't what you were, you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, let's, let's go into the first song, and this song is entitled Life Lessons. Awesome font. Let's, we need to uh-huh. talk about that life lesson font. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully everybody <laughs> was able to hear it. I know it was a little bit low. We're turning up the Yeah, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> yes, yes. Life lessons. I tell you what, it's just a beautiful thing, and, and I think you, you've learned from your life lessons and you turned it into a song. I think um, all of us have that song to sing, um, but a lot of us, we don't like life lessons. <laughs> no, we don't. I don't like them either. <laughs> mm. They're not fun. Well, you know, I would say sometimes life lessons, okay, go ahead. you you need them because yeah. they help you build character. Yes, they do. Absolutely. You know, because, I mean, there's some things that I learned that, you know, have become lifelong lessons that, you know, when I was younger, I didn't understand them. I hated them, didn't like it, didn't want to hear it. Yep. But now that I'm older, I have a better understanding of what happened and why it happened and what I was supposed to learn from that particular situation. And so the life lesson that I learned, you know, I hold it dear. Exactly. You know, wherein when I was young, I was like, oh, man, why did that happen? Why did that happen to me? And, you know. Exactly. I think we all go through that part of the human condition. Yeah. Definitely. I think that what's important is to, you know, grow is and to really get the lesson and then move on. Mhm. And you that's know, so think, true. Yeah. That's so true. Paul, we have another caller from the nine four nine area code. Brian, you want to bring them in? Oh, I sure do. From the nine four nine area code. Caller. Hi, how are Hello. you? Hi. Hello. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. You have a question well, or a comment? thank you. Um, my name is Cher, and I've known Fawn for several years. <laughs> and this woman is amazing. She's so full of love and light, and she's always thinking about everybody else before herself. 
Um, I mean, I know she wakes up in the morning and thinks about other people. If she had a dollar and somebody else needed it, she'd give it. And she's just a beautiful, beautiful soul, and I am very blessed to have her as a friend. And I just had to call in and let everybody know how wonderful she is. And as far as the failure, I knew that she was going to answer that question like that because I don't think it's in her her uh, thinking, you know. She just keeps going, going every day and doing her best. And she's an amazing, amazing person and singer, and I'm so proud of her. Yes. Well, you know what? She's blessing all of us tonight. She is. She is. And you know what? Yeah. Sure, are you, are you are you always around Fawn? Do you talk to her a lot? Yeah, we 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 do. We're in the same business. Um, I'm not a singer, but we 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 uh, we're friends and we network and um, you know I trust her and she's just I'm just I like people who are good people and she's definitely a good person. Do you ever pull energy from Fawn when you're not, you, when your energy is low and you're not feeling yep, good? Yeah, we she, do each other. <laughs> we we help each other right there. Shara is an amazing woman herself, so she's you know Thanks, she's an icon in the plus size community and she just really loves people and she's definitely thank you so much for saying those things you know you're that's awesome. the truth fawn you know you <laughs> are and i'm just amazed by you and i'm so proud that you're gonna have this i can't wait to see the show with your songs and all the things mm-hmm. that you've done each day out of all your accomplishments and even when you're down a little bit you just keep going and put on a smile and and you're always there to help others and i just adore that about you so i had to call in you know, oh, you know thank be- you. yes, before you hang up, Fawn, on the flip side of that, you you two are positive and you have your ways of communicating with each other. But what about the people that are stuck in a rut and the person that they know is also in a rut and it's just a negative thing going back and forth and they're just complaining to each other about life and they can't move forward? What should they do? Mm, I've been in situations like that. Have you, Cheryl? Yeah, I mean, positive brings positive, and it's like, yeah. you know, Fawn and I kind of, you know, we don't really think of the negative very much. It's like we're both optimistic, and it's like we always look in the the good. We look in the, you know, what's going to come out of it. You know, we always see the light, and we just keep striving and striving. So, you know, I don't know. I just don't allow negativity in my life, and I don't think she does either. You know, we just sort of um, strive to be the best we can be. Awesome. I think, too, that, you know, she's one of the, the people that I would call when I'm crying, you know, you know, my trusted families and friends, people um, who know my heart and know all my good and my bad points, you know. I think that what's really important is, you know, when there are people that are hurting that you want to help, there's going to be a lot of negativity around that. People are going to be down in the dumps, and, you know, if I hadn't been that low before inside myself, depressed or sad or or have a bad poor body self image or whatever I've gone through emotionally internally I wouldn't understand or know how to help people or be able to be a sounding board so I think um when you finally have when you have an attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. it just gives you an inner strength and you know and when you know that you were created for a purpose and God has a plan for your life and all of that somehow you're able to just be able to hold up people that are negative. Now, you know, it can be a drain, of course, mm-hmm. over time, but, you know, if you're just there to be loving and supportive and be a light, you know, the light always cancels out the darkness. Yep. Mm-hmm. There cannot be darkness without with light present. Wow. That's right. So. That's absolutely right. Yeah. You, know, you don't believe it? Go and light a match in the complete darkness. <laughs> I had, wow, I had that's the great. Best, it, I have actually, I had the best vocal coach at Berkeley College of Music. His name's Charlie Sorrento. If he's listening, I love you, Charlie. You're the best ever. And you know, I was struggling. I was, I was struggling. I was at the bottom of the pile at Berkeley College of Music, and I worked my way up to winning songwriting awards there. But nobody knew who I was. Nobody cared. I was there to prove something to myself, though, that I had a right to be there. And I was scared to death. I mean, in the first three weeks, just during registration, people were dropping like flies because of the competition of that school. Well, my vocal coach was Charlie Sorrento. He's one of the best. 
And he gave me a book one time because, you know, when you're a vocal coach, um, I also teach, I coach now piano voice and songwriting. I love people and I love to be able to give back. So that's one of the things I do is my giving back of service in the community. So anyway, you, when you're a vocal coach, you're like a psychologist, <laughs> a psychiatrist. You know, people come in and cry in their lessons and, you know, you know their heart. Well, one time he gave me this book, and I wish I knew the title. I have to get it from him. I passed it on to another industry person that I felt needed it. But it was all about how people light candles and how so many people try to snuff out the candle, in someone else's candle, because they think there's going to be more light for them. Where in actuality, <laughs> if you light, the more candles you help light, the more light there is in the world. And it does not take away from your light. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's what I've always believed since he gave me that book and it sunk in and I went, you know what? I want to be the kind of person that goes and lights candles and helps people light their candles. Not the kind of person that goes and snuffs out the light because I want mine to be shinier. Hmm. That is awesome. I see why you're having so much success. I I, I see it now. (laughs) I can understand it. See how amazing she is? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, we need more people like her. You know what? And I, and I believe there's more people out there like her. Oh, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. They just yeah. need to step it up. Yes, there you go. That's what I was about to say. They just need to step it up and give a little bit more of themselves to others. Just give love on a daily basis. Just reach out to two people. Just try to touch two people a day. Mm-hmm. And even if you're going through something, that will definitely bring you out of it. I but think Juan, it, gonna, Yes, go ahead. I think it takes being voluntarily vulnerable to do that. Mm. And I think, you know, I just had a situation recently where, you know, I got all stepped on and smashed because I'm voluntarily vulnerable in helping people. But, you know, I'd rather get stepped on and smashed and hurt than not be voluntarily vulnerable. Mm. You know, you have to be authentic and live your life in truth. Otherwise, what is the point of being here? I hear that. We're all well, here on that note, I'm going to go. I love you, Fawn. You guys are <laughs> great, and uh, Thank thanks for having me. Thank well, you thanks so for much. calling in. Thank you. Thank okay, you. bye-bye. And all the callers that are, hold, are on the line, hold on. We're coming to you. I'm coming, coming to, to you. you. But I think Brian is about to play another one of her songs. Yes, I am. Oh. And I think this song is very pertinent to what we just discussed. To the light. <laughs> that Tell us about that song. Yeah, let's um, talk about it. Oh, wow. Uh, I wrote the words and music in 20 minutes. Um, my collaborator, Cameron Lasmal, had given me a music band, and I wrote the melody and the words to that in 20 minutes. And basically, I wrote that after hearing on the news that a man was dragged by a truck and killed because of the color of his skin. I was horrified. I was so upset that 
I just ran to the piano and I wrote that song. So I wrote that song for him. I remember it happened in Texas. It was a while ago. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, it was. It was tra- it traumatized me. It was yeah. absolutely ridiculous that 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 could happen to a person because their skin is a different color than the perpetrators. Mm-hmm. So that's what that that's who that song is about. Was that man? Wow. That's what that song's about. That's deep. That's very deep. You know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is, you know, I was well, I was actually going to ask you, are your songs that you write about your life? But we clearly know that now. <laughs> that they're not just about your life, but they're about your life experiences. Absolutely. It's, you know, all of my songs, are, they're my feelings, my fears, my frustrations, my loves, you know, every emotion that I have. You know, I'll either, I'll just run to the piano or grab a recorder and let it out and most songs will come out, music and lyrics, in 20 minutes. If it takes more than an hour, I, I'm like, this isn't working, I'm going to walk away. But, you know, there are some songs which are more assignment songs for TV, like they need a specific mm-hmm. subject, but it's still being drawn from my personal experience. Right, right. You know, that's funny. I used to be in the music industry a couple of years back, and I can remember when I was, like, really gung-ho for music, that I would be driving, like we'd go down to Orlando. We're in uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. We'd drive down to Orlando, and it's about four hours away. And the, uh, we'd have two, three cars trailing, and everybody would be honking the horn at me because I'd be doing 45 on the highway because I'd be sitting there <laughs> writing a song. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I'm like, man, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just cranked out two songs, man, you know. <laughs> That is bad. You I bad know, boy. I, you could have caused an accident. No, that's hysterical. Well, I was going 45, you know. I wasn't going too far. <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I, that's what tape recorders, I have the tape recorder in the car. That's happened to me in the car before. I just turn on the tape recorder and sing it so then I don't lose it. Because you do lose it if you don't get it down right away. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's it comes so through you. You know, you're a channel. So. Yeah. Well, we have, our lines are just lit up. Uh, really? Are called, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's get to the next caller, if you don't mind. Let's go to the caller in the 207 area code. Caller, you're on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hi, I just popped a cough drop in my mouth. Forgive me. You <laughs> 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 sound like you're having my kind of day. That is too funny. Fawn and Tidy Beer Taller. Hi, Heidi. We're, are we friends on Facebook, right? Yeah. Hi, Heidi. And Hi, I don't Heidi. remember the last time we saw each other, but it must have been at Berkeley somewhere. You have you have blonde hair, right? Yeah. Okay, I know exactly the photo on your Facebook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm calling because, I mean, there are a couple of things that touched off a few things that a couple of quick stories that I think might help to help other people in their stories. Do you mind if I share them? Awesome. Go right ahead. First of all, the the thing that you you reminded me of the time when I was at Berkeley. When I first walked into school, it was like one of the first couple of days in the cafeteria. Friends of mine said, "Oh, you're, you know, you're. How do you know that you're going to level, you know, meet up to everybody else's level?" I'd done very little music study. I mean. Yeah, I'd done a lot of choruses and stuff like that, but not <laughs> with the music uh, t- uh, uh, theory and all that. At any rate, I looked at the room from the cafeteria um, balcony, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this is a. I remember saying to myself, "This is a whole room of strangers. Mm-hmm. How am I going to get to know everybody?" And then something flipped in my head and I said you know we could take this whole thing and turn it on turn it on in and I could make this room of people my friends mm-hmm. and not have to be nervous about it and by the end of the semester we had a big teacher strike I don't know if you were there at that time Fawn were you mm-hmm. no I don't I don't remember that no well I had gone door to door asking everybody for petitions to sign the 
the the the thing to to help support the teachers and say if the teachers go on strike we're not going to be in the school <laughs> but from doing all this work by the end of the semester I was practically friends with just about everybody in that cafeteria. That's amazing. You know what's funny? I the whole competition thing was at at the cafeteria at the table for me too. I remember that very vividly. A bunch of strangers were all sitting at the cafeteria table and they're all like, you know, <laughs> posturing. You know, same exact thing. It just must be something about the cafeteria during registration week. <laughs> <laughs> So it That's was just funny. a powerful thing for me to to realize. I don't have to have. I don't have to hold on to this fear. Absolutely. I can just have fun here. Exactly. <laughs> and awesome. the other thing is, is that you know you were talking earlier about how people were, how people at school had been, you know, just dropped out of music because they just felt like, well, I'm not getting where I want to go. Yes. And I just. I have myself have had this inner sense of knowing that I've been put here on this planet to do something important. I don't know exactly what it is quite yet even, <laughs> but right. to know, but it's like the other day, I, I, I know that I've been thinking about how to bring what I've been thinking about from the last several years, but it seems like Every decade, I get a little bit closer to what it is that I want because 10 years ago, I wanted to be in Maine, in the country, and being able to go back and forth between Boston, and I'm there in my life now. And mm-hmm. and even if I'm not you know, doing all the kinds of famous things that you're doing, <laughs> you know, I go and show up to, to the... Uh, so my my contribution, as I say, uh, was attending for the Earth Hour contribution was attending the Maine Green Economy Town Hall meeting in Brunswick, Maine, and that's, awesome. that's just as important, you know. You know, you know, and it's like for me, my joy is just sharing like my little thirty, <laughs> you know, my little thirty-minute song Exxon Oil or thirty-second song Exxon Oil spills to the group of people that were at that meeting and asking what are we going to do to make sure that we don't that we have a planet to survive on to in the future and that we're looking towards sources of energy that won't pollute our planet and how can we make sure that we have a thriving uh environment so that we have an evolution to be had here on this planet and so my question to you now is, Fawn, is to how has to do with, in terms of your work with animals, how can we be stewards on this planet, and how do you work with music? Do you, when you work with animals, do you also sing to them? Because that's something that I'm working on right now. I, I spend some time out at Wolf's Neck Farm up here, and oh, I sing amazing. to them. That is so. You know, I think that. Um, I'm, let me try to remember the questions, but I have a 22-year-old American Eskimo named Composer, and he's just, you know, fighting every day to live, and I have a, a 15-year-old wolf dog named Wolfideus. And, you know, I have several animals that I foster and that I have here that are all, I call it the Island of Misfit dogs. <laughs> you know, it's like the Island of Misfit toys that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, well, you know, that Rudolph animated show, I realize that I've, I'm harboring all the misfits, you know. But they love music. I notice that when I'm at the piano, they'll come and they'll all lay under the the, um, the the baby ground around my feet and my legs, and they quiet down and they love it when I sing to them. They all actually have their own song. So I I make a song up for every dog. I know it sounds crazy. It's maybe only like a sentence long, but they know their song. <laughs> they come running and they wag their tails. So... You know, I think that um, music is healing for not just people, but definitely for animals. I think it, it's very soothing. And um, I know a lot of um, doggy daycares, they play music, you know, during the day for the animals. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's awesome that you sing to your animals. 
And um, what was the other question about the animals and being a steward? Oh, hold on one second here. We're having a little technical difficulties. Oh, we are? Okay. Well, I think that with the whole animal situation, I know with the financial things that are happening in the world, there are a lot of dogs and cats being turned into the shelters right now, and I can't imagine ever having to do that because they're a part of your life. So, you know, I just think, you know, if we could just try to help and, you know, take in these animals and, you know, take in, you know, as as many as we can, it would just be not just beneficial to the animal but to ourselves, to our own souls. Yes. Because I think that animals are very healing. Yes, yes they are. So hopefully that answered her question. I, I, I believe you answered it. I believe so. Brian, I think we have another song. We're going to bring in another one of our songs, please. Okay, let's do that. Huh. Let me just guess. <laughs> I think we can do this one. That's nice. It's your I life. was expecting it to be longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was for that was written for a TV. Uh, I, you know what? I think Brian. I think Brian was probably over there dancing, and, and it just caught him off guard. <laughs> <when he walked. laughs> hey, were you shaking your bonbon over there? Yeah, I might have been. I know that's what he was doing. But Brian, I have a, I have a question. I have a <laughs> I have a question from Swanee. Uh, Swanee asked. Um, Will Fawn re- ever retire from the industry in the next 60 years? Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> 60 years from now. Swanee, I, I don't know. Ask me in 60 years. I hope I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. 60 years. You know, I, I, it, it must be great living your dream, Fawn, waking up every morning, doing the things that you love, and... Everybody was on Facebook following you when you went down to Miami, and you were so gracious. I didn't know that. I seriously did not know that. Yes, and you were so gracious to let us know what was going on when you got down there. You pretty much painted the picture. I kind of thought you were were, um, bragging a little bit when you were talking about how beautiful it was down there, (laughs) And, and, and the rest of us, we're working, and we're doing other things, and some of the people are snowed in, and you're talking about beautiful Miami. But um, that's funny. Yeah, but serious though, we 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 followed you and we just we had a, a great I had a great time reading uh, some of the things that you were saying and the late night being up late nights and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, it was eight nights of five in the morning going to sleep. So wow. It was it was something. And Brian, and Brian is from down in that area, so mm-hmm. he, he knows what it looks like down there. Oh yeah. It's craziness. It's you know this year was a lot of fun because I was on the TV and film panel, and um, I got to meet a lot of people through that. And also, just it's my third year going down there, and at this point, I know a lot of people. So it was really kind of like just being able to have fun with a bunch of friends. It was really fun. It was it was a lot of work, but it was also a lot of fun this year. Well, that's awesome. That's that's, that's just great. The fact that you're living your life and, and so many people are so afraid of living. And just like the the lady that you were talking to, she was saying that she came up with a way to deal with certain fears. And right. I think, yeah, and do you think all of us, we have that in us to do that? Oh, absolutely. Do you mean to deal with the fear or just have yes, fear? Yes, yes, to, 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 to deal with it. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, all of us have felt rejected or or afraid. I mean, even just like yesterday, you know, I get rejected all the time and it doesn't feel good. And I'm super, super sensitive. So I take things 
I try to let them roll off my shoulder, but it's really hard for me. So, you know, I used to be the glasses half um, empty kind of person. Now I've, I've tried to really work to make it the glasses half full. And I think that, you know, rejection stinks. It hurts. It's it's painful. Um, but without rejection, it would be too easy. Life would be too easy, you know, and no one would have any appreciation. So you have to believe, like, the opposite of fear and rejection is love and acceptance. So... Mm. You can't take those things into you and make it personal. You have to just keep going. Mm-hmm. You have to keep going. You know, it, can, it requires getting over fear and rejection. It can require a lot of determination and courage, but you can get over it with practice. And, you know, everyone's been hurt. Everyone's been rejected. I, I draw, you know, misfits to me, you know, whether it's animals or people or, you know, constantly. And I I have a big heart for that because I know what that feels like to feel rejected growing up. You know, my family loved me so much. They never rejected me. But out in the world, you know, you you get made fun of at school. And, you know, when you're super sensitive, that stuff sticks with you. So you always think like, oh, I'm that person or whatever. You have to just drop all of that off. And just know in your heart who you really are and connect to that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if someone doesn't see it, it's their loss. Fine, real quick, we want to get your contact information in case someone wants to maybe have you come out and do some speaking engagements or, you know, maybe they want to get some more of your songs on their TV shows. Okay. (laughs) Well, that sounds fine with me. So do you want um, an email where you can reach me? Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, the websites, my websites are myspace.com, Fawn, a.k.a. Songgirl. That's one G, S-O-N-G-I-R-L. Same with Facebook. It's Fawn, a.k.a. Songgirl, which stands for also known as Songgirl. Um, another MySpace is Body, Soul, and Mind. Um, and if you want to email me, you can, um, on Twitter, I'm Songgirl with one G. If you want to follow me, and I'll follow you back. Um Email, you can email my PR person, Donna underscore music PR at yahoo.com, and she sends me all those emails, and I will write you back. Awesome. All right. That's awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> you know, I want to I take the show out with one of your songs, but we're not going to play it just yet. Okay. But what I will say is that we want to thank you for coming on the show tonight, and I mean been a great show i think you you know gave us a lot of good information on you know just how to keep ourselves moving right yeah. it's so important because everybody has a purpose and you have to live your life purpose and be who you're born to be that's so yeah. true and yeah. you know what i think you really touch erin she's still on the call erin we see you we we're going to follow you stay in touch with us uh that and, and awesome. just Yes, yes, and we we can't wait to see Aaron on television. <laughs> She's a powerhouse. <laughs> Woman is a powerhouse. It's coming. It's coming. Thank you so much, Fawn. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. I'm so honored. Thank you yes. for asking me to be on your show. I was really touched. I'm really honored and grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And before I say, before I play the song, I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us tonight. And please join us again on Monday as we'll have another wonderfully exciting and informative show. Thanks again. And I'm sure that we've accomplished our goal of helping others be more, do more, and have more. And we will end the song, in with song, and here it is. Reach, reach for your dreams Don't stop believing